This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie and helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Mitch McConnell must resign. Senator Mitch McConnell must resign. That's what we'll be discussing on the show today. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Exposing Washington, exclusively on the American Family Radio Network. This is your host, Walker Wildman. To find out some more information about the show or to listen to the show, listen to past shows, or maybe you're not able to finish to the show today, this Saturday afternoon, you can go back and listen anytime after the show, wherever you are, as long as you have an internet connection, AFR.net. Our website, AFR.net. At the top of the page there, just to the left-hand side, you'll see a podcast link. Click on podcast, and about three or four podcasts down is Exposing Washington. Click on that, and you'll see all of my past shows, and you'll see this show archived there. You can listen whenever, wherever you are, as long as you have an Internet connection. And, of course, you can always download the podcast, not only at AFR.net, but also in your podcast store, on your smart device. And of course, you can always email the show exposingwashington at AFR.net. Exposingwashington at AFR.net. Email the show, share your thoughts with me. Uh, all those emails come directly to my inbox. Well, before we start talking about why Mitch McConnell should resign, some good news over uh, the past week or so. You know, last week we covered the budget process or the lack thereof in Washington when it comes to balancing the budget and, and you know, the appropriations process, etc. We, we talked about how broken that is. Well, the main two people I blamed last week were House Speaker Paul Ryan and Senator Mitch McConnell. Well, the news that, that came out just a day or two after the show was that House Speaker Paul Ryan was considering resigning. He was considering resigning. So whether he listened to the show or not, I can't prove that. But I just know we called on him. I called on him to step down last week. And rumors are going around Capitol Hill that he's thinking about resigning in the next 30 to 60 days. So I'm not claiming that I had anything to do with that. But I'm just telling you, he is under a tremendous pressure from various folks because he's not faithfully carrying out his job. And uh, who knows? We're, we're, we're making a difference. Collectively, we are. So uh, so kudos to you all who are keeping up with what's going on in Washington, D.C. But before I move into Mitch McConnell, Senator McConnell, and my thoughts on him, uh, I just wanted to, uh, when, I, when, I, when I finished the show last week and I was driving home and I went ahead and, and listened to it again, to, you know, to make sure I had all my facts right and everything, and I started to think, this is some heavy stuff. What I cover each week here on the show is very heavy stuff. A lot of it deals with corruption. That's why it's called Exposing Washington. Some of it's just unethical stuff or stuff I don't think is being done correctly. It's not all illegal things, 
But nonetheless, a lot of it's discouraging news coming out of Washington because our country is so dysfunctional, especially our nation's capital. But I just thought to myself, you know, I wonder if my listeners, uh, the listeners out there to Exposing Washington, I wonder what they think of me. Do they think that I just come to work uh, every day complaining about the negative news in Washington? You know, and I, and I, that's I, somebody has to cover this stuff, and I and I enjoy doing it. But I don't want my listeners to to think that all I do is complain about stuff, and that the everything's burning, nothing's good, everything's bad. We ought to be depressed. You know, I, I genuinely am not that way, twenty four seven. So, uh, just a little backgrounder on on my life. Many of you know me and know my family, etc. But uh, I'm. I've been married for over uh, just over two years to my wife Lexi. We are we are genuine high school sweethearts. By a matter of about six months, we started dating our senior year of high school, so we still qu- qualify as high school sweethearts. And uh, we dated throughout college, and we're married about four or five years later. And we have a son. Um, our son's name is Luke. He's about nine months old. He's about nine months old, and he is just a bundle of joy. He is crawling around, walking, getting into stuff he's not supposed to. So I uh, I have a life outside of exposing Washington, and it is very enjoyable, very fun, and I'm very blessed. So I just want you listeners to know that, that I have more things going for me than exposing the corruption in Washington. But nonetheless, I thoroughly enjoy it. I think it's a duty of mine. I enjoy it, and I like exposing the truth about what's going on and letting you know the listener, what you should know about our country and what's going on in our nation's capital with our tax dollars. So nonetheless, we'll move on to exposing Washington. Senator Mitch McConnell should resign, and here's why I say that. Uh, News has has broken over the last week or two about Senator Mitch McConnell's financial dealings, uh, specifically with China, with China. And what I'm talking about here is this is from Breitbart, uh, Breitbart.com. Many of you might have heard of a fellow by the name of Peter Schweitzer. Peter Schweitzer, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He is an author. He wrote the book Clinton Cash. He wrote the book Clinton Cash. And in that, he exposed exposed a lot of the, the misdealings, the unethical stuff, some of the potentially illegal stuff that the Clintons have done over the years, specifically when it comes to finances. Uh, and, and many of you have read the headlines about the Clinton Foundation taking money from foreign governments while they're holding office. The list goes on and on and on. But nonetheless, that is the same author who has a new book that is out. Let me see if I can find the name. The name of the book is Secret Empires, How the American Political Class Hides Corruption and Enriches Family and Friends. But guess who's caught up in this book? That is Senator Mitch McConnell, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. And the reason he's caught up in this book, and and just bear with me on this, it's a lot of of nitty-gritty details, but it'll make sense in the end. Bear with me. So Senator Mitch McConnell is married to a lady by the name of Elaine Chow. Elaine Chowell, C-H-A-O, I believe uh, that's correct, how you pronounce her last name. So Senator McConnell married Elaine Chow uh, uh, over a decade ago, I believe. and But her family is in the business of shipping, shipping like uh, shipping uh, products overseas back and forth uh, 
transportation nonetheless, uh, specifically in the waters. So here's directly from Peter Schweitzer's book and an interview he did with Breitbart.com. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's familial ties to the Chinese state, which is basically family ties to the Chinese state, via his father and sister-in-law are causes for concern, deduced Schweitzer, the author of this book. James Chai, McConnell's father-in-law, founded a company called Foremost Group, Foremost Group, a shipping company that has done large volumes of business with Chinese state-owned companies. Mitch McConnell's wife, Elaine Chow, is the current Secretary of Transportation under President Trump. Uh, Peter Schweitzer goes on to say, So Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, and his wife, Elaine Chow, Elaine Chow, and her family have deep ties, deep economic ties and financial ties to the Chinese government itself. They are in the shipping business, and they own something called the Foremost Group, as I just mentioned earlier. And in 1993, Mitch McConnell, as a senator, traveled to China with his father-in-law, James, as guest of the Chinese state shipbuilding company. You say, well, Walker, this is getting confusing. Why does this matter? What are you trying to get to? Well, this China, the, the, basically the company that Senator Mitch McConnell's in-laws are dealing with is a Chinese state-owned company. So you have a foreign government doing direct financial ties and business ties with a U.S. senator's in-laws, a U.S. senator's family. The author goes on to say, The China State Shipbuilding Corporation is the largest defense contractor in China. And their projections are that by 2030, if, con- if trends continue, they are going to surpass, surpass the U.S. Navy as far as naval capability. So what, what the, the conclusion there is that Senator Mitch McConnell received five, anywhere from 5 to, I believe, $25 million in donations and gifts from his father-in-law who does business with the Chinese government, with the Chinese government. So, and you ask, well, is any of this illegal? I, I don't think it technically is illegal because uh, foreign governments, unfortunately, can give money to politicians' family members. Not the politician himself, but their family members. And that's the way a lot of these politicians are being bought off. We saw the same thing with Joe Biden and, and, and several others. We've seen it happen with the Clinton family. Uh, a lot of trouble there. But Senator Mitch McConnell, uh, he, his family's all in bed with the Chinese government, and that should be a cause for concern. And the fact that these payments were not disclosed and the, this, and, and, the, and the connections there, they really disqual- disqualify Senator McConnell from holding office because how can, how can he make fair legislative decisions and foreign policy decisions re- re- regarding China when his family is working with China? That's called a conflict of interest, my friends, a conflict of interest. And to move on, more things that Senator McConnell is doing or or not doing, he is holding up the entire Senate. There is not much getting done. I think the confirmation process of President Trump's nominees, if they continue at this rate, it's going to take 11 and a half years to confirm all of President Trump's nominees. So not only is Mitch McConnell doing these shady dealings with the Chinese government over here, He's also holding up the Senate. 
the Senate's literally not getting much done at all. They're not getting much done at all. These confirmations are moving along at the pace of a turtle or a snail. They're moving along historically slow. Historically slow, and that is not a good thing. So many things going on in Washington, especially with Senator McConnell. You know, I think he needs to resign. I think it's time he resigned. He's had his time up in Washington. He's proved himself a ill leader when it comes to the Senate. And it's time for him to go. It is time for Senator Mitch McConnell to go. Folks, after the break, we'll get into some more of this stuff in Washington. We'll move on to another subject. But in the meantime, hang with us. We'll be back in a few minutes. Hi, Janet Mefford here of Janet Mefford Live. I'm amazed at how God is using American Family Radio in the lives of our listeners. I want to thank American Family Radio for keeping me abreast of the news from a Christian worldview, for their heart, for the world, for the lost, for missions, for America, for the leaders, for Christians here and everywhere. I encourage everyone to give to AFR and my heart is that I'll be able to give more and pray for more because you're doing an amazing job. Thank you so much. God bless every staff member for all that you do for us. God is using American Family Radio to inform, equip, and activate our listeners to strengthen the moral foundations of American culture. Please partner with us in this important effort during our three-day share beginning Tuesday, April 17th. Hi, I'm Jan Harper. If you're a pastor's wife like me, you probably know what it feels like to live in a fishbowl. You know, that feeling like everybody is watching your every move? The annual AFA Pastor and Wife Fishbowl Retreat is three days and two nights of relaxation and building relationships. The retreat is hosted by Pastor Bert Harper of Exploring the Word and his wife, Jan. Special guest speakers will include AFR Morning Personality J.J. Jasper and his wife, Melanie. The AFA Fishbowl Retreat is set for October 9 through 11 at the Linden Valley Conference Center in Linden, Tennessee. Call 800-326-4543, extension 300, for registration and information. That's 800-326-4543, extension 300. Or visit repairingthefoundations.net. Registration is limited to the first 35 couples. Get out of the fishbowl and into the AFA Pastor and Wife Fishbowl Retreat. We'll see you there. Welcome back to Exposing Washington on American Family Radio. Welcome back to this Saturday edition of Exposing Washington. This actually, this Easter weekend edition of Exposing Washington. I hope each of you will make your way into church on Sunday and enjoy worshiping our Savior Jesus Christ and specifically highlighting the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We serve a risen king, a risen king indeed. So make your way to church on Sunday. Enjoy time with your family and loved ones. But uh, earlier in the show, uh, before the break, we were talking about Senator Mitch McConnell, why he should resign, some of his shady business dealings with or his family's shady business dealings with China. And uh, But we're going to move on to another subject. 
uh, usually in uh, each week I cover the same subge- subject in both segments, but we're going to move on to another important subject, which we've talking about, we've, we've spoken about before on the show, and that is uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Of course, that's the Attorney General of the United States. He oversees the Department of Justice and all things law enforcement in the United States. Well, an article came out over the week uh, on the 28th, which was Thursday, uh, Wednesday, I'm sorry. And the article, the headline of the article is, Constitution compels Sessions dismiss Mueller from from non-campaign cases. So what we're talking about here is the the special counsel that is looking into, quote, alleged collusion between Donald Trump and the Russian government during the campaign, that of which I believe does not exist. That investigation this this writer is talking about, said, this writer uh, suggests that Jeff Sessions, the attorney general, must intervene. He must intervene. And, and, the, and the writer here outlines how he has a constitutional duty to intervene. And here I'll read directly from it. The article goes on to say, Attorney General Sessions notifying Mueller that he does not have the the authority to act outside of campaign-related cases would be exercising the Attorney General's court-recognized constitutional obligation to, quote, direct and supervise litigation conducted by the Department of Justice. Furthermore, Jeff Sessions notifying Mueller that he does not have authority to act outside of campaign-related cases protects against the inappropriate use of a federal grand jury that Paul Manafort now directly complains against. So what we have going on here is we have this special counsel that's supposed to be looking into into potential collusion between Donald Trump and the Russians, and that whole investigation is invalid in my opinion. But nonetheless, we're going to talk about it because we need to. So that investigation is going on, but at the same time, there have been many reports that the head of the special counsel, Robert Mueller, and his team, that they're delving into all these other business dealings and and, and financial things that have nothing to do with with the, the initial investigation. The initial investigation. So basically... It's like like a local investigator opening, a, let's say hypothetically, an, a local prosecutor opens up an investigation into, uh, let's say, a bank robbery. But along the course of looking into the bank robbery, he finds all kind of other crimes. Well, well, historically, you're not supposed to be able to prosecute someone on things that are unrelated to the original investigation, to the original investigation. So, but but nonetheless. Robert Mueller's looking into people's taxes and all kind of business dealings that have nothing to do with the Russian government colluding or interfering in the 2016 presidential election. So the writer here, and his name is Robert Barnes, this is from lawandcrime.com. I'll post a link to this on the podcast page at AFR.net. Also, you can... You can find more information on the podcast page or on my Twitter page at Walker Wildman. But uh, so, yeah, Jeff Sessions must intervene and and get get Robert Mueller back in line. Or honestly, I would be fine if he fired him. But a minimum, he needs to get Robert Mueller back in line, 
get him focused back in on the original mission of the special counsel. So Robert Mueller is on this fishing expedition going after President Trump, but his presence, his mere presence, undermines our justice system. For example, his, his team has, has leaked has leaked information on the investigation uh, 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 so many times I can't even count. And every time a special counsel leaks information to the media about their investigation, guess what that is? It's a felony. It's a felony. The special counsel is not supposed to disclose investigative details and investigative matters prior to the completion of the investigation. But yet they continue to leak, and every time they leak, I remind you, it is a felony, yet no one is being prosecuted. Another really bad thing about this special counsel is he has an unlimited budget and unlimited resources. He spends as much money as he needs, or as much money as he wants, not necessarily needs. But the whole reason we have a special counsel going after President Trump is because the deep state, the deep state feared that President Trump was about to clean house when he fired James Comey, the former FBI director. Because everything seemed to be going fine and status quo until President Trump fired James Comey, and then everybody started freaking out. Everybody started screaming bloody murder, crying wolf, and going after President Trump. And then here comes this special counsel looking in, going after President Trump. And I believe the special counsel is a deep state effort. It has deep state origins. And when I say deep state, these are shady people who often do unethical and illegal things to maintain power. That is the deep state. We're talking the CIA. We're talking the FBI. We're talking to the Department of Justice. Not the entire institution, but people within that. People within that are a part of the deep state and other actors are part of the deep, deep state. But on a positive note, also news came out that the inspector general for the Department of Justice was going to look in the potential FISA abuses. So several weeks on the show, we cut, we did a whole show on this, and that is abuses by our government, uh, uh, spy abuses, where they were spying on Donald Trump's campaign. Well, it turns out the inspector general for the Department of Justice, which is kind of the auditor for the DOJ, he's actually going to look into this. He's going to investigate it. And that's, a, that's good news. It, it's good to see that there's going to be an investigation into this. But to be honestly, to be honest, uh, I don't think we need an inspector general investigation. And here's why. Because the House of Representatives, the Intelligence Committee, has already investigated this. They've already uncovered the abuses by, our, by the FBI and the, and the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. The abuses there where they filled out that phony application with a lot of misinformation on it, all that information is already out there, and it's verified. The House Intelligence Committee has already investigated that. They've published their report. All that information is public, most of it. And so the Attorney General of the United States, Jeff Sessions, doesn't need an Inspector General 12-month or two-year investigation that's going to drag out forever and use our tax dollars. He doesn't need that. He can simply use the investigative findings of the House Intelligence Committee to then press charges, to then press charges. 
So uh, all this formality and this taking forever on this stuff, it's really not necessary. It's really not necessary. There, there is expedited ways to seek justice, and they're not doing it. When I say they, the Department of Justice is not doing it. So the House Intel Committee has all this information, and the reason that uh, that it's easy, it would be easy for Attorney General Jeff Sessions to press charges on anyone who has broken the law when it comes to spying on American citizens illegally and fraudulently is because there's so much information out there. There's so much information out there, and he has access to all of it. He has unfettered access to all of it. So I believe that Jeff Sessions needs to move on this himself or bring in a special counsel who can do it. Bring in a special counsel who can do it. Because I believe if, if you investigate or if you start to put all this together, then you're going to find a lot of crimes that have been committed. Now, whether they press charges or not, I'm not sure. But a lot of crimes that have been committed. And for example, I'm not sure if this is criminal or not. It's definitely unethical. But documents that have, were released this week between uh, two employees at the FBI, many of you have heard of these folks, Lisa Page and Peter Strzok, who also we've covered on this show, the documents, the text messages between the two reveal that there was close coordination. Now I'm quoting from the news story out of Fox News. There was close coordination between the CIA, FBI, and Obama White House, also Democratic officials, early on in the Trump-Russia probe, investigators revealed. So this isn't a rogue employee over at the FBI who's investigating President Trump. This is the Obama White House, the CIA, the FBI, and Democratic officials. And the reason this is problematic is because President Obama claimed, he claimed early on that I do not get in the, into the affairs of the Department of Justice. I do not get into the affairs of the FBI. I do, not, I do not meddle around in ongoing investigations. That is all independent. I am so self-righteous. Follow after me. All things would be done fair. But that's so not true. That was a lie. He knew that his White House, his chief of staff, and others were meddling around in the Trump-Russia investigation early on, in the early onset. So why, why, why is that important, you say? Because this is the deep state. This is the deep state that I mentioned a few minutes ago when I said people in the CIA, FBI, the executive branch, and other areas, this is the deep state because none of this was public knowledge. None of this was public knowledge. And honestly, if we were to have a Hillary Clinton presidency, none of this would have come be made, been made public. Maybe, maybe some of it, but not much of this would have become public knowledge because guess what? Hillary Clinton would have covered for all the other cronies in Washington. She would have covered for President Obama and others. So President Obama did know about the Trump-Russia investigation and the, at the very onset, and he was highly involved in it. At least his office was, documents reveal. So a lot, of, a lot of corruption, a lot of, uh, of, of negative things going on in Washington, but also some good things, some good things going on in Washington. We must keep up the pressure and hold our elected officials accountable. Thank you, folks, for joining Exposing Washington. Have a blessed Easter Sunday. I'll see you back next week.